Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Numbers 877-381-3811, Man, I'm glad you're here. We've got a lot to discuss. And I have to decide what comes first, and so here we go. The election, the virus. I'm going to pick the election first. The media are so corrupt, so vile, so partisan, and utterly stupid. You just don't get the news and the facts from the media. All you get every day now is that the president won't concede the president said he won. For most of you, you know there are cases swirling around, but you don't know exactly what cases are swirling around, exactly what the arguments are, and who's saying what. You're just being told it's all frivolous and there's no way out. Wouldn't it be helpful for you to draw your own conclusions and get the facts of the various cases? Even when you rely on some of these legal analysts, they have no idea what they're talking about. They've gone Hollywood too. Even some of my former friends, they have no idea what they're talking about. And I spoke at length behind this microphone over the course of weeks and have spoke at length on Fox on my show last night. Let me tell you, this case in Pennsylvania, I know the lawyers who are working on this case. They're great lawyers. One of them is my wife. I know the lawyers who are providing constitutional advice on this case. One of them is behind this microphone. I told you about this several weeks ago, and I told you this was an important case. 
if the Supreme Court decides to give it 14 seconds attention and then blow it out, that doesn't mean it's not an important case. There's a lot of important cases that go to the Supreme Court that deserve better than the Supreme Court gives them. So you can't control the outcomes. And there are people out there who are gleeful when we lose cases, including important cases. This case in Pennsylvania is not being explained by the press. All they say is that the petitioners litigating this case want to disenfranchise 2.6 million people who voted by mail-in ballot. That's not what's going on here. Now, Ted Cruz has asked that if the case goes to oral argument for a hearing before the Supreme Court, I doubt it would, given the timelines, but if it does, he'd like to argue the case. The petitioners have said yes. Uh, And I think that would be great. Can you think of a better advocate? I can't. But I suspect this will be decided on the filings. But who knows? The other thing that's very frustrating is how people write and surmise. What is Justice Alito up to? I have no idea what Justice Alito is up to. I hope he's up to upholding the United States Constitution. Now, without going through the weeds and the detail of this case again, let me put it to you this way. The bottom line here is whether or not we are a nation that believes in our constitutional system or not. Not the number of voters, not who the voters are, but if we believe in our constitutional system or not. We're all obviously on a glide path in a post-constitutional republic. That's the glide path. The question is whether the United States Supreme Court is going to participate in this or step up. This is one of those cases. This is a seminal case. I can't speak to the other cases. I'm not as nearly informed about the other cases. But this is one of those cases, and let me tell you why. When our framers met in Philadelphia, they spent five and a half months there trying to figure out how to create a republic and keep a republic. The Democrats are trying to figure out how to create a utopia, which is really a hell on earth, and how to destroy a republic and replace it with a people's regime, and you've heard of those before. A people's regime. In other words, an autocratic, iron-fisted society where there's uniformity and conformity. This case relates to all of that. You know, many of us support federalism. We say, okay, what the state does, you know, we want to defend it and so forth. Well, of course we want to defend it what it deserves defending. But if a state legislature, regardless of party control, intentionally violates its own constitution for the purpose of influencing the outcome of elections at the federal level, that's unacceptable. I don't care what party controls the state legislature. My friend John Eastman is a professor. He's a brilliant man. He says they're given plenary power under Article 2, uh, Section 1, Clause 2. Plenary power means they get to run the table. 
But they don't get to run off the table. The framers were believers in their state constitutions. They were creating a federal constitution. Can anybody here imagine that they would create a federal constitution that tells the states, you have plenary power and that includes unlawful power? So you need to use common sense. You need to use some, some experience, some understanding of the founding of this nation. Plenary power is broad power within the confines of the law. If the Pennsylvania legislature were controlled by all Democrats, and they passed election laws that said only Democrats can win elections, I think we'd all agree that that's outrageous and unconstitutional, would we not, Mr. Producer? So there are limits. And if the Supreme Court doesn't draw a line here, I'm predicting to you right now, and I'm not even in the prediction business, there will be no end to this. It'll get worse and worse and worse and worse. The more powerful a single party is in a state, the more they will distance themselves from a lawful election process. We're already moving down that road. And for those who say, well, what's the federal question? The the Supreme Court's reaching into the states? The Constitution doesn't prevent the Supreme Court from reaching into the states, depending on the facts and the circumstances, and it certainly doesn't prevent the the Supreme Court from reaching into the states when the states are reaching into the federal government. If a state is conducting itself in a certain way that's unlawful under its own laws to influence the outcome... of the federal presidential and vice presidential elections, if that's not a super-duper federal question, I don't know what is. And I don't even mean influence it Republican-Democrat. I mean poison it, effect it. So it's easy to say we don't want to disenfranchise 2.6 million people. So I have come on this program, I've gone on TV, I've posted on my social sites, If the Supreme Court fears the outcome of upholding both the federal constitution and by upholding the federal constitution, actually doing the people of Pennsylvania a favor by upholding their constitution, if they fear the consequences of that by selecting a remedy, then don't select a remedy. Just rule that it is unconstitutional. For the obvious reasons, I mean, the reasons, I'll punch you right in the nose, they're so obvious. But we are going to leave it to the political branches to fashion a remedy. Whether the state legislature, which is out, has to come in an emergency session, or Congress has to sort it out, the state legislature created this problem. The state created this problem. Let the state figure out how to resolve it. But the court must resolve the constitutional question. Resolve the constitutional question. And it must resolve it the right way. None of these games that were put out by the Democrats that have ruined the state Supreme Court and have eviscerated the state constitution and in in turn parts of the federal constitution. We can't have a rogue state Supreme Court being the tail that wags the dog, or we'll have 
scores of rogue Supreme Courts in the states that poison the system, that destroy the integrity of the system. Yes, state legislatures, you have plenary power. But there is a bridge too far. The people of Pennsylvania were actually disenfranchised at the front end. Under their constitution, they get to vote on amendments to their constitution. And under their constitution, when you change the election laws, it has to be done by amendment. And to make matters worse, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court, which is elected, the justices on that court have abused their power like few others. It's as if you're in the Soviet Union with one-party rule, or California. They take an unconstitutional act, and then they conduct themselves in an unconstitutional way. Under the same article, Article 2, they take it and they add to it. Shortly before the general election, they're changing it, they're rewriting it. How the Supreme Court can bypass this or ignore it or rule the wrong way, especially after Bush versus Gore in 2000, would be shocking to me. Shocking. If this isn't fixed at this stage, it's never going to be fixed. And they will be encouraging lawlessness as long as this country survives. That court finds a federal issue in in a thousand different ways where no federal issue exists. You have to work hard. You have to work hard not to find a federal issue here. You have to work hard to do what the state Supreme Court in Pennsylvania did, which is violate all norms and come up with a cockamamie latches argument, a process argument. Well, they crushed the lower appellate court where that judge was prepared to conduct a hearing, put in place an injunction in which she said the petitioners are more than likely to succeed on the merits. That's what she said, and she was right. And she was right. Just so you know, there are members of Congress who are friends of mine who don't want to get involved in this. I want you to know Ted Cruz really is a stand-up guy. He sees this case for what it is. He's offered his services, should there be oral argument. I can't think of a better, more superb Supreme Court advocate, if there's oral argument, which likely not to be, but what do I know? But there are individuals in the Senate and the House who would shock you who claim to be constitutionalists, who vote against all kinds of stuff claiming to be constitutional, but this one has them nervous, frightened even, because they don't want to be accused, because the headlines of the media, of disenfranchising 2.6 million people. Instead, they'd rather disenfranchise over 6 million people. But they needn't be afraid. I've given them an out. I've told them, right here, on the, behind this microphone. You don't have to fashion a remedy. 
but at least stand up for the Constitution, for God's sakes. They won't do it. And I won't forget. And I'll be right back. Mark Levin. As we enter the Christmas season, most of us stop to consider our many blessings. Well, Hillsdale College wishes to thank you for standing with them as they celebrate over 175 years of blessings. Since 1844, Hillsdale has held fast to its mission to provide the kind of education essential to preserving free government. And for decades, the college has extended its educational mission on behalf of Liberty through a variety of outreach programs. Perhaps you receive in Primus for free every month or have taken one of Hillsdale's excellent free online courses or have attended one of Hillsdale's free regional events. Now, you know of Hillsdale's refusal to take even one penny of government money. This independence allows the college to focus on promoting its core purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom, without any government interference. At no time in our nation's history has there been a greater need for the kind of classical liberal arts education that Hillsdale offers on its campus and nationwide. So during this season of blessings, Hillsdale thanks you for your partnership in extending its mission to the country. To learn more about Hillsdale College, visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. It's up to Pennsylvania to fix what Pennsylvania broke. And that's really an easy an easy decision, if you think about it, for the Supreme Court. Pennsylvania legislature broke the system. The state Supreme Court broke the system. The governor and the secretary of state broke the system. Both parties broke the system. But it wasn't good enough for the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. Not only did it agree to breaking the system, it then went about rewriting the law. These are abuses of power. Abuses of power for the purpose of influencing the Electoral College. Now why Why is that? Because you have local elections there too. Well, they did it in October 2019. They did it in October 2019 to affect the election and to protect themselves. A big push for mail-in voting. Okay, then follow the rules. You want to do mail-in voting? Follow your constitution. If it's so widely popular, then it won't be a problem. But they wouldn't do it. Now I say this to the Supreme Court and all the others. If people are not going to abide by the U.S. Constitution and the state Constitution, why should we abide a Supreme Court decision, state or federal? If they won't comply with the constitutions of this country, why should we comply with their opinions, which fail to properly interpret them? I'll be right back. As we enter the Christmas season, most of us stop to consider our many blessings. Well, Hillsdale College wishes to thank you for standing with them as they celebrate over 175 years of blessings. 
Since 1844, Hillsdale has held fast to its mission to provide the kind of education essential to preserving free government. And for decades, the college has extended its educational mission on behalf of liberty through a variety of outreach programs. Perhaps you receive in Primus for free every month or have taken one of Hillsdale's excellent free online courses or have attended one of Hillsdale's free regional events. Now, you know of Hillsdale's refusal to take even one penny of government money. This independence allows the college to focus on promoting its core purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom, without any government interference. At no time in our nation's history has there been a greater need for the kind of classical liberal arts education that Hillsdale offers on its campus and nationwide. So during this season of blessings, Hillsdale thanks you for your partnership in extending its mission to the country. To learn more about Hillsdale College, visit Levin for Hillsdale. Hillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Levin for Hillsdale.com. Yes, it's true that Mark Levin is the fastest growing radio show in America. The Mark Levin Show is on at 877-381-3811. You know, the... Uh... The Democrats are out of the closet now. Their Marxist and neo-Marxist roots are showing. Look at this guy, Thomas Friedman. Thomas Friedman, over the years, has praised one-party autocratic rule in communist China because they get things done. Yet he claims to support democracy. The Democrats talk democracy and practice autocracy. They talk democracy and they practice autocracy. Just like their Marxist forebears. Yes, they're the progeny of the Marxist ideology. The progressives are. And I can prove that to anybody who seeks to challenge it. John Dewey and the others used to praise Marx. In fact, John Dewey praised Stalin and in Russia, he took a trip there, and then in December, I think it was December 5th, give or take, 1928, he wrote a piece in the New Republic praising them. The collectivism and the collectivism of thought. He needed unity. And he was very critical of the peasants and their little tract of land, and they wouldn't, they wouldn't surrender it. And four years later, Stalin sent his military into Ukraine, cut it off. Because of the peasants, they wouldn't surrender their little tracts of land. And he slaughtered them through genocide, starvation. See, these progressives, their ideology has consequences. It's the progressives and the Democrat Party and their teachers' union that have set back your children in public education for at least a year in significant and gross ways. The science didn't support what they did, but they did it anyway. It's the progressives and the Democrats that are implementing policies that have nothing to do with science. The HHS secretary, a doctor himself who has access to all the science, said there's no evidence to support the closing of outside dining, and yet that's exactly what the governor of California and others have done. There was no evidence to support, in fact, contrary, putting people with the Chinese virus in the nursing homes, that that would be safe. Quite the contrary, it killed people. And they tell us to follow the science. Okay, let's follow the science. What's abortion? It's a choice, Mark. Oh, all of a sudden we abandon the science. 
We abandon the science. These people are full of crap, and they're full of an insatiable appetite for power. And when you look at Thomas Friedman, he and his ilk are the tip of the iceberg. They're the tip of the iceberg. Count every boat, they say, as long as they can fix the system, and I mean that in a negative way, so that certain people are voting that maybe shouldn't vote, or certain voting conditions exist that shouldn't exist. And if they don't get the outcome they like, what do they do? What do they do to Donald Trump? What do they do to Ronald Reagan? What do they do to Richard Nixon? Who didn't do anything compared to Franklin Roosevelt and Lyndon Johnson and even John Kennedy? If you want to know the truth, the coronavirus didn't ruin education. The government ruined education. The mayors the governors, the teachers' unions, the Democrats. You have certain governors, like Newsom now, who are exercising powers as if they're running North Korea, or Cuba, or Venezuela. You have these science fascists all over TV who run these massive bureaucracies who are heralded as experts. Experts! Tonight, you're hearing over and over again the massive increase in coronavirus cases. The massive increases. This country has been following, the vast majority of us have been following the guidelines that have been put out by these so-called experts in our government. They have failed us. They have failed us miserably. Because they don't know what the hell they're doing. And then they blame us. They blame tonight Rudy Giuliani. This is what they do with a compliant press. And yet Donald Trump, who saw through all this crap, he's the one that pushed this same bureaucracy to work with corporate America to come up with therapeutics and vaccines. And that's what's going to save us. Therapeutics and vaccines. Not masks. Not gloves. But I want you to think about a couple things. On the radical left, which is represented by websites like Mediate, Media Matters, Huffington Post, The Daily Beast, Slate, Salon, whatever. All these sites and big media, which has turned hard left. They believe in the regressive policies that make America weaker, that make Americans poorer. They oppose energy independence. How many times did you hear Obama and his ilk say, we're 5% of the population and of 25% of the world's wealth? Meanwhile, look how filthy rich he is from doing nothing, from smiling and saying stupid things. They want us poorer. They want us less independent. Because they have plans for us. And we can't be too successful. We can't be, we can't be exercising our free will. We can't be self-motivated. Look at the base of the Democrat Party. With exceptions, of course, but 
The base of the Democrat Party is built on what? Redistribution of wealth. Welfare for the rich, the poor, and the middle class. The base of the Democrat Party is not built on American principles. They reject it. Look in the streets and so forth at the, what took place this summer. And now our voting system is collapsing. It's collapsing, and the Supreme Court needs to help. They have their eyes on the Supreme Court. They want to destroy the Supreme Court. Will the Supreme Court support the Constitution or not? By the way, can I tell you all a little secret? And I'm not supporting this. Hello! I want to tell you all a little secret. If, God forbid, but it's possible, the two radicals, and they are as radical, kook, unhinged as they come, the two Democrats running for the Senate in Georgia, and lying through their teeth about who they are, lying through their teeth, my dad was a small businessman. That's fine. But you're a radical Marxist, anti-Semite. Whatever your dad was, he was. But that's you. Anyway. I want you to listen to this. This is just interesting. It's not going to happen. If there's a dispute over electors, when Congress meets on January 6th, the Senate, The Senate can determine in the end who the vice president is, and the House in the end can determine who the president is by the vote of the delegations. Each delegation gets one vote. The problem is, and I think Mo Brooks needs to understand this, I'm not opposed to fighting it out on the floor of the Senate, particularly over the Pennsylvania electors. Not opposed at all. We'll get to that in a minute. But you've got to get to the point where you can get it to the floor with a vote, and that takes a majority in the House. We don't have a majority. We came very, very close. And ultimately, that's why I was pushing hard for us to win the House. But let's say, listen to this, Mr. Producer. Let's say, God forbid, the Democrats win those two seats in Georgia. That means it's 50-50 in the Senate, correct? Who's the tie-breaking vote? Until January 20th, it's Mike Pence. You see, Kamala Harris isn't sworn in until January 20th. It's Mike Pence. Theoretically, not only would it never happen, but the Republicans would never stand in line for this. The Democrats would do this. Theoretically, the Republicans could vote 50 for Pence to be vice president, and then the tiebreaker in the vote is who, Mr. Producer? Mike Pence. It's January 6th. It's a new Congress, but it's not a new administration. I just thought I'd point that out to you just to drive the the crazies crazier than they are on the left. Does anybody know why we have an electoral college? Hopefully the Supreme Court knows why. We have an electoral college for exactly the reasons that we need one today. For exactly the reasons of what took place in the state of Pennsylvania, and some of these other states. So after all the votes are cast, and all the battles are over, it arrives in Congress. We have an electoral college 
So in the end, Congress can sort things out. It's not a rubber stamp. So when you hear House members and senators running for the Hill, oh, we would never do that. Oh, we'd never do that. They have a job to do. The United States Supreme Court has a job to do, too. Since the days of Chief Justice Marshall. They have a job to do, too. And not just sit on the sidelines and wait for the next uh, cultural case to come up where they can attack people of faith in five to four votes. They have a job to do, too, and it's such a crucial matter. They need to draw a line now, like they did with the, the Florida Supreme Court, and say, no, boys and girls, that's not how we do it here. Otherwise, this whole thing's going to be out of control. So the Supreme Court has a job to do, and the Electoral College is there for a reason. And no, no, the mob doesn't get to rule. The Democrats want the mob to rule, but when they lose elections, they want the iron fist. Why? Because they're in so many ways totalitarians. That's what they are. When's the last time, other than abortion, they talked about choice? Healthcare choice? Real choice. School choice? They hate it. All of it. They hate it. All of it. We'll be right back. in. As we enter the Christmas season, most of us stop to consider our many blessings. Well, Hillsdale College wishes to thank you for standing with them as they celebrate over 175 years of blessings. Since 1844, Hillsdale has held fast to its mission to provide the kind of education essential to preserving free government. And for decades, the college has extended its educational mission on behalf of liberty through a variety of outreach programs. Perhaps you receive in Primus for free every month or have taken one of Hillsdale's excellent free online courses or have attended one of Hillsdale's free regional events. Now, you know of Hillsdale's refusal to take even one penny of government money. This independence allows the college to focus on promoting its core purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom, without any government interference. At no time in our nation's history has there been a greater need for the kind of classical liberal arts education that Hillsdale offers on its campus and nationwide. So during this season of blessings, Hillsdale thanks you for your partnership in extending its mission to the country. To learn more about Hillsdale College, visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. levinforhillsdale.com. Tell me, do you think any school-age child knows what happened 79 years ago today? Think any 5th grader knows? Think any 11th grader knows? Richie taught it to his son. That's right. wonder how many schools taught them, even virtually. If Jesse Waters went around like he used to and asked a bunch of college students, what happened 79 years ago today? I'll bet almost none of them had any idea. The white supremacists march on Washington? No. Imperial Japan attacked us at Pearl Harbor 79 years ago. Today. December 7th. 
Has there been much talk about this today, Mr. Bruce? Or I've been working. I don't think so, right? No, of course not. Of course not. Just disgusting. Absolutely disgusting to me. You lose your history, you lose your country. You defame your history, you lose your country. That's what's going on here. God knows we pay almost to the level of bankruptcy at the local level. How much in property taxes and other taxes for these schools that won't even allow our children to attend them in many parts of the country because the unions don't want them there. The science says they can go, but the unions and the Democrats say no, and then they just keep saying, wear masks, stay home at Thanksgiving, stay home at Christmas. You're looking at fascism. Look at it. Look at it. Look at it. I don't care if it's of the Marxist kind or the Democrat Party kind. Look at it. The hell, did you think a year ago this was even possible? I understand there's a virus. I understand it's serious. And we Americans have dealt with serious viruses and all kinds of serious things. To have a governor locked down a state as if it's North Korea, that's unacceptable. To destroy their own energy capacity, so you have brownouts and blackouts, so you have forest fires totally out of control, a state destroying itself. And yet he's popular as hell. Unbelievable. But these politicians who conduct themselves in this fascistic manner, now you know why around the world. We would never do that. No, we would never do that. Well, we're doing it. Most of you don't own restaurants. Most of you don't don't own gyms. Unbelievable. The number of restaurants that have gone out of business. People have lost their shirts off their back. And what are you going to do? You're going to hand them $2,000? Oh, here you go. Well, they drag us into enormous debt. And what do I have to read on these damn conservative websites, most of them? Oh, Trump is a disgrace. Oh, why are they bringing this case? Oh, woe is me, woe is me. They're so out of touch, it's unbelievable. You would think every damn conservative commentator in America would get behind this Pennsylvania case. But no. No, no, the latches, you see, latches is the key issue here. And if that's what the court does, shame on the court. Shame on the court. We'll be right back. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. You know, I... I prepare all day for this show, and then the producers, sometimes I just take a right turn. Because there are things, as I sit behind this microphone or stream of thought, that I want to share with you. As you know, I do a lot of research and studying and scholarship about a ton of issues. As I write books, and I'm writing one now, and I'm not going to get into it, but things come to mind. And then they apply to what's taking place. 
There's only one graphic the media show you each and every day repeatedly. It's the number of people who have the coronavirus, and from time to time, the number of people who've died from the coronavirus. They don't have any other graphics. How many people have died as a result of the policies of governors and mayors and even Fauci? Do we know? How many people have died from heart disease, strokes, diabetes, maladies that were not uncovered in time because they were scared and fearful and told to lock down and stayed away from emergency rooms or are following up on doctor's appointments? How many of those do we have? We don't have any idea because they're not telling us. How come they don't have charts on there about how many suicides there are? How many people have depression as a result of government policies? Why don't they show us that? There was a big study in the biggest county in Virginia on education. 85%, I'm doing this off the top of my head, give or take, were doing extremely poorly in the basic coursework. Where was that chart? Nowhere. How many school districts in America, and there are 15, 16, 17,000 school districts, tens of thousands of public schools that you've all paid for and still pay for, how many of those are open and how many of those are closed? How many of those are open part-time and how many aren't? Where are the charts? You don't get the charts. How many restaurants are closed and are not opening up again? Where's the chart? There is no chart. How about gyms? Where are the charts? No chart. How about shoe stores or barber shops? How about malls? No charts. This is what we call propaganda. Now, propaganda can be good, it can be bad, but this is propaganda. It's indoctrination. All you're hearing about is the coronavirus. You're not hearing about the consequences of the policies that Fauci, Cuomo, Newsom, and all the rest of them have put in place. They want you to believe they're looking out for your health. But what about the other health issues, physical and mental? There's absolutely no information that is provided to you. None. There's carnage out there. Carnage. Economic carnage. Human carnage. And you see none of it. How many stories are done where they follow somebody who owned a barbershop or a salon and that's now closed? Follow them for a couple of weeks. What's happened to their family? There are none. None. And the impact on our economy, the impact on our society, the impact on the health of the American people is enormous. It's enormous. This is why your president broke his back to push an intransigent bureaucracy, among others, to get these therapeutics and these vaccines done, because they're dug in. Not one of them has lost a salary. Not one of them has lost their medical coverage. Not one of them has lost their pension. And I've been saying this enough where another, other people on TV and radio are now saying it. All the people telling you, look, just put up with it longer. They're all getting paid. 
They're all in studios. They're all in newsrooms or what have you. Almost all the people lecturing you are unaffected by this virus when it comes to their income. They're not small business owners. They're not working-class Americans. Oh, they pretend to care about you. It's all a game. You're either for Fauci or against Fauci. You're either for Trump or against Trump. That's not the way it's supposed to work. No. Then I've been reading some other pieces. I don't go to National View Online. People keep sending me these articles. Please stop sending me the articles because I'm not going to read them anymore. But our old buddy Rich Lowry, he's almost gleeful. Gleeful that a couple of cases were thrown out today and this litigation's coming to an end. It's an embarrassment. It's a disgrace. Our old buddy Andy McCarthy. There's a moral equivalency, you see, between those on the left and those of us who are constitutional conservatives. Because we're all destroying the civil society. Isn't this bizarre? How many of you have burned down stores? How many of you have been violently rioting? How many of you have pounded police on the head with a skateboard? How many of you are calling for the destruction of our economic system? How many of you have called our founders nothing but slave owners? And we're getting this from National Review. National Review has no purpose anymore. None. But they're not alone. They're not alone. I got the thinking. Look at George Washington. Over eight years at war. And he lost almost every battle. Almost every battle. But in the end, he won the war. Eight years. What you see going on now has been, what, four or five weeks? Four or five weeks. There's no shooting. It's not a war of military kind. It is a war that is just as important, quite frankly, over the survivability of the republic in many respects. George Washington. What would they be saying? These commentators, these legal analysts, these websites. George Washington, a hapless general. George Washington can't win. George Washington's losing his troops. Why don't we throw in the towel and give it up? Why are we doing this? Because we don't want to pay some taxes? Is it really all worth it? Is Britain really that bad? I can hear them now. Oh, they'll deny it, but you can hear them too. Or the Civil War, for God's sakes. All the carnage, it was horrific. Horrific. Hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dead. And it went on and on for over four years. Why didn't he just sue for peace, Lincoln? And the Union had their back against the wall for a good period of the war. Until about 60% into the war and things began to turn around. With Grant as the general of the Union Army. But that said, Lincoln was in big trouble when he came up for re-election. As I've told you before, if it wasn't for Grant and Sherman at Grant's direction, 
handing Lincoln a big victory in Georgia, another Georgia, in Atlanta, and marching to the sea and burning everything in sight and breaking the back of the Confederacy, Lincoln might well have lost. But can't you hear them in the background? All this death and everything. Lincoln's an incompetent. Lincoln was attacked. You may not know enough. He was viciously attacked over and over again as an incompetent. And worse. And worse. But he stood firm. These are two of our greatest presidents. In fact, two of the greatest presidents. The debate is who comes first. But of course, for the left... Either the matter, their monuments have to come down. Obama's the greatest president. You get my point? Everything was at stake in both of those wars. The carnage was enormous. Here we're fighting constitutionally and legally. Those of us conservatives who are willing to do it. With one hand tied behind our back. Because pseudo-conservatives and Trump haters are stabbing us in the back every step of the way. Doesn't mean we haven't made mistakes. Doesn't mean some people haven't said stupid things. It happens. It happens in war. It happens in politics. That's not a basis to just give it up and generalize and attack everybody. And why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? Because I can tell you when they sit down and type these articles... Or when they go on TV and speak, they're more concerned about how they position themselves and how they're going to be viewed by the newsrooms of America and by the never-Trumpers, their fellow never-Trumpers, than they are about the outcome of any of this. And then when you fight a battle, legal battle, and you lose, I predicted this. This is just wonderful. I, you know, this is good. Let's put an end to this. Trump is a disgrace. No, the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania is a disgrace. No, the Secretary of State of Georgia is a disgrace. No, the legislature and governor of Nevada are a disgrace. All of them, and more of them, changed the rules to advantage Biden and the Democrats. That's exactly why they did it. That's exactly what they did. And nowhere will you find them explaining... Explaining. But people from all walks of life are coming forward and discussing these anomalies. On my Fox show last night, I had a gentleman, I never met him before, I never spoke to him before. He lays out these anomalies. I had Daniel Horowitz, who by all accounts is brilliant, and he is, laying out the anomalies in Pennsylvania. What they won't do is address them. What happened? They won't address them. They don't have their own experts. If they do, we don't get to hear from them. But they won't address them. They just attack the messengers, attack the cases. They look for the low-hanging fruit when people say stupid things. But it's gotten worse. Now they're finding a moral equivalency between those who are literally neo-Marxists or literally preaching the demise of capitalism and us. And you have to write a person like that off because he's a fool. And unfortunately, there's more and more fools out there 
who've lost their way. You don't have to agree with everything this president has done. I've talked about the deficit spending and so forth. He and I have a big disagreement on that. But so what? But so what? Last time I checked, almost no president in my lifetime has ever slashed spending. And I'm just telling you the truth. And the one who tried Reagan got beaten all over his head the first two years of his administration. So this crowd, I believe they would have been down on Washington, down on Lincoln. Fight another day. Why are we doing this? Principles are only important if you can write about them, right? Or speak about them. But sometimes you have to fight for them. Fight for them. And whatever Sam Alito and the Supreme Court do tomorrow or the next day or the day after that, those who've had the, the courage to come forward and fight, that's what we red-blooded Yanks do, regardless. And by the way, one of the people I want to thank who's been involved in uh, preparing the briefs in this case that I've talked about is Greg Tufel, T-E-U-F-E-L. Just a lawyer out of Pittsburgh. Not a big firm. In fact, really, a very small firm. Man's been threatened. They've tried to humiliate him. But he knows who he is, and he knows what he's doing as does the little band of lawyers who've been supporting him and advising him every step of the way. And of course these are uphill battles. That's why we fight them. That's why we fight them. But I, I regret all the Benedict Arnolds who can't wait for this all to come to an end. Because it's just not pleasant for them. Not in polite company, not in the newsrooms where they hobnob, not among each other because they're so damn smart. And the rest of us you see are so damn stupid. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Did you know your family can save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk from Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile? Think about it. What could your family do with an extra $800? You don't even have to sacrifice coverage. Pure Talk has exactly the same coverage, same bars as one of the big carriers, but they charge you half. You definitely don't have to sacrifice customer service. Their team is based right here in the U.S. and are some of the nicest people you'll ever talk to. So don't wait anymore. Get unlimited talk, text, and two gigs of data for just 20 bucks a month. And if you go over on data usage, they don't charge you for it. No, not even a penny. So go to puretalkusa.com, enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast. And when you do, you'll also save 50% off your first month. Folks, this is the best. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. Decided mid-show to begin our Christmas music. We do every year. 
which has a very settling effect, doesn't it? Is there anything more beautiful than Christmas music? I don't think so. Maybe my wife, but that's about it. And while I'm on the subject, and after the bottom of the hour, I want to deal with something straight up, but this has nothing to do with anything, but I'd like to share things with you, my, my radio family. And this will be the first time my wife and my family hear this, I'm afraid. <laughs> Every now and then I watch these auctions online. Do you ever watch them, Mr. Producer? So there's an auction, you know, a sports auction. Every now and then I'll pick something up. Well, there was this beautiful lithograph. I believe it's the oldest one of a few, or one of the oldest ones in existence. From 1863, a baseball game. A baseball game. See, baseball started slightly before the Civil War, and after the Civil War, it started to really take off. And it's a lithograph, a painting, and a lithograph of it, of this baseball game in North Carolina, in a Civil War prison. It's absolutely beautiful. So I said, I'm going to get this thing. So the auction's going on and on, and it ends at 6, but then they have what they call 10-minute increments. So if people keep bidding, it'll go on for another 10 minutes until people stop. It was kind of getting up there. And I said, no, damn it, I want this thing. Because I couldn't stop looking at it for the last, what, month or three weeks or six or whatever it was. And uh, it's midnight, Mr. Producer. The night's only getting young as far as I'm concerned. So I run down to my computer. There's a minute, 14 seconds left. I wait till there's 12 seconds. And guess who hit the bid? Button, Mr. Producer. Me! I got the damn thing. What this has to do with anything, I don't know. I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. media love Mitt Romney because he's a vile, poisonous, vicious politician with a big smile on his face and, uh, and car oil in his hair, which he slicks back. 
This is a man who's always been a chameleon. Always been a chameleon. I want you to listen to this. Cut to go. Well, this hasn't been the focus of his rhetoric, apparently, and uh, I think it's a great human tragedy, without question. The extraordinary loss of life is, uh, is heartbreaking and in some respects unnecessary, not in all respects, but we've relaxed our standards as individuals. Uh, some states haven't had mask mandates. And from Washington, we have not had a constant, uh, consistent plan and plea for people to wear masks, to social distance, to take all the measures that would reduce the spread of this disease. It's, uh, it's unfortunate that this became a political issue. It's not political. This is public health. And unfortunately, we have not made that message clear enough to the American people, and people are dying because of it. Now, this is sick. And what is the Romney plan? There is no Romney plan. You know what the Romney plan must be? The communist China plan. You understand in China, they were dragging people off the street. They were sticking them in asylums because they didn't want the virus to spread. They were totally unsuccessful. Did you hear what Romney said? There weren't mask mandates. What is a mask mandate? Washington didn't have a constant, consistent plan and plea for people to wear masks and social distance. This is uh, really unconscionable, what Romney has done and what he's become. Maybe he should march not just with Black Lives Matter, but Antifa. You look all around the world. You've had countries that have no restraint on government using the iron fist with brass knuckles, utterly unsuccessful in stopping this virus. Masks. Masks. That would save us all. How stupid is this? Not once did Romney get behind Trump's effort to push for therapeutics or vaccines. Not once, at least not publicly, did Romney speak out and say, Mr. President, whatever I can do to help you with therapeutics and vaccines, please let me know and I will try and and effectuate uh, the, the, the kind of support you need from Congress. Not once did he say that. Not once. These members of Congress have no responsibility... They have no executive power, and they sit there and they talk like this. He has never criticized Cuomo, who literally is responsible for the death of thousands. He's never criticized Newsom. Same thing, Pritzker, Murphy, Whitmer, all these iron-fisted North Korean-style Democrat governors. He hasn't criticized them once. And yet, because of their policies with the elderly, with nursing homes, many thousands of people died who didn't have to die. If they only wore masks, you see. And if only there was a consistent message from Washington. This is a shameless man. He's a cancer on the body politic. He actually voted to remove the President of the United States from office as a result of his phone call with the President of Ukraine. He actually voted to remove the President of the United States. He has shown no empathy whatsoever 
toward what Trump has had to deal with. I think the man is obsessively jealous. He cannot believe he was not elected president of the United States. He cannot believe that the current president of the United States didn't choose him to be his secretary of state, thank God. Mitt Romney's been handed one gold platter after another. From his father, he's lied his way into one office after another. From one end of the country to the other. Tell me, how do your politics get you elected governor of Massachusetts and senator of Utah? Are there two states any different than that, Mr. Producer? And rather than, than support very, very important efforts to help the American people, he positions himself, he creates a narrative with the media, the media can't wait to hear from him, he speaks on the record, he also leaks. It's appalling. And guys like this, with no character, no principles, and no spine, They do very well in modern politics, particularly if they're Republicans. They do very, very well. No longer are they kooks, right-wingers, conspiracy theorists. This is what they do. What an abomination this man is. Absolute abomination. I want to tell my friends at Fox, your Chiron in the news segment is inaccurate. Debate over Pennsylvania changes to mail-in voting laws. This is a debate over the Constitution. Whether they're mail-in voting laws or, or voting by pigeon. Oh, look, I'm on TV, Mr. Producer. Maybe it is a good segment. I don't know. Can I take a break now or not? I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Did you know your family can save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk from Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile? Think about it. What could your family do with an extra $800? You don't even have to sacrifice coverage. Pure Talk has exactly the same coverage, same bars as one of the big carriers, but they charge you half. You definitely don't have to sacrifice customer service. Their team is based right here in the U.S. and are some of the nicest people you'll ever talk to. So don't wait anymore. Get unlimited talk, text, and two gigs of data for just 20 bucks a month. And if you go over on data usage, they don't charge you for it. No, not even a penny. So go to puretalkusa.com, enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast. And when you do, you'll also save 50% off your first month. Folks, this is the best. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. Well, I want to thank Martha McCallum. She, I think, is the first, or certainly among the very few, who's actually covered, in a short period of time, the Pennsylvania case accurately. And has even been concerned about what took place in Pennsylvania. I want to thank her. I really do. 
By the way, she's a very, very nice lady. I've only met her once or twice, and I think she really does try to do a good job. And, uh, but I want to thank Martha McCallum, because she got it right. That's all we ask. Just, just report the news. That's all we ask. We posted last evening that my show was coming up, and we had a 10-second post which didn't even get into the, the, the real issues. And Facebook slapped it. Right, Mr. Producer? Before the show aired. As unproven or fake news or whatever they said. This is why we'll be leaving on December 31st. And I hope you'll join us over at Parlor. And I'm still at Twitter because they haven't done anything to me. But I want you to be aware of this. They slapped it even before the show aired. And nothing I said on that show is inaccurate. Nothing. Not a word of it. I didn't talk about fraud. I didn't talk about evidence. I didn't even talk about the outcome of the presidential election. And they slapped it. We now have something that's very, very dangerous. And you see this in fascistic regimes. These massive companies in bed with the fascists. Or the totalitarians. Or the Marxists, if you will. And that's what you're seeing here. You're seeing what I call the corporatists, then the Marxists and the neo-Marxists. That's what you're seeing. Let us go to, I don't know the person's name. What does uh, T-R-N-T mean, Mr. Producer? Trent is spelled T-R-E-N-T. Trent, Boston, Massachusetts, XM Satellite, go! How you doing, Mark? How are you, so, sir? Uh, my question, uh, I'm doing well, thanks. So why is it, and I'm from Boston, you know, we... Uh, we, we all have to uh, be from somewhere, my friend. As governor. Yes. Um, so... Romney guess, was your governor, and now is Utah's senator. Isn't that weird? It, it doesn't make any sense. It hmm. really doesn't. Uh, he's a chameleon. That's what happened. What? He's one of these spies. Let me ask you, though, why did he want to be Secretary of State to Donald Trump if he hates him so much? See what I mean? The, guy, the guy's got, uh, he's got no principles. Go it's, ahead. It's, it's these power-hungry swamp monsters, I swear. Mm-hmm. But, sorry. Um, so, Look, this guy's got a quarter of a billion dollars, much of it inherited. I don't hold it against him. I really don't. So he's got nothing better to do. You know what? I think I'll run for president. You know what? I think I'll be a senator. Tell me, what the hell contribution has this man made since he's been in the United States Senate for more than two years? Or two years or so? What has he done? Nothing. Nothing. Exactly. Nothing. And that's all I'd expect from him. All right, my friend. Thank you for your call. Let's continue, shall we? Francesa, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The great WPHT. Go. Hey, Mark, my greatest teacher you are. When you you were speaking today, I'm thinking about history. The Neville Chamberlains of today are Mm -hmm. our Republican congressmen and senators. We have the Van Papens on the Democrat side Mm -hmm. selling out to the fascists. And all I want to say is their head is actually in the tiger's mouth, and it may be too late. And that's Mm -hmm. what's so scary, Mark. Mm -hmm. They're putting our head in that tiger's mouth. That's scary. Don't you find it weird that pseudo-intellectuals and pseudo-conservatives, they, they spent their entire lives writing about fascism 
and Marxism, communism, and all the rest of it. And here they are on the wrong side of history. Doesn't that shock you? Yes, they are. It really does. Because they hate Trump, because Trump surprised them. Look, Trump surprised me, and then I said, wait a minute, let me watch this guy. He's doing a great job. Yeah. I don't have to agree with everything. Who cares? So true. So true. By the way, where in Philadelphia are you? Do you, Mark? They need to listen to you more, these congressmen. Where, where in Philadelphia are you? get their history lessons from you. I'm from, I was originally from South Philadelphia. I live near town now. You live where? Yeah. I live near Center City now. Oh, 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 yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. I'm originally from South Philadelphia. Yeah. South I miss those days, South Philly, getting down there and getting water ice and the soft pretzel. I would have a lemon water ice in one hand, a soft pretzel with Goulden's mustard in the other hand, and I was in heaven. I know. I still do it. I have John's water ice right over here near me. <laughs> Where, can, do they still so, sell those soft pretzels, though? I don't think so. Yes, they do, Mark. They sell. It's not like the old days where they had the little knobs with the pretzel yeah, man right. ringing the bell. But they do have the pretzel company here. They still have the soft pretzels. Man, yeah. I remember it was five for a dollar. I, mean, yeah. I sound like an old man, don't I? All right, forget it. Now, I'm, I'm, as old, I'm a little older than you, but... Those were the good old days, let me yeah, tell they you. they sure were. The good old days. All right, my friend, you take care. In fact, in fact, I'll tell you another little story. Probably shouldn't tell you. When I was a young teenager, the, uh, I think it was the local, well, veteran, let me put it this way, Veterans Hall, Mr. Producer, I drive from my township, Cheltenham, into the northeast Philadelphia, go across uh, Roosevelt Boulevard. Anyway, they had a little area over there. And you know what they did on Saturday night? They played bingo. You know what else they played? Blackjack. <laughs> so I'd go in there, and you get a free kosher hot dog. So there we are, some Jews, some Italians, some Irish, you know. And there we are playing. And again, I was, I, wasn't, I was too young. They didn't know my age. And we'd have a grand old time. I don't even think you can even do that today, can you? No, no, no. You got the virus. Get in your basement and shut the hell up. And wear a mask while you're at it. Excuse me? You know what I was thinking the other day, ladies and gentlemen? Our kids and grandkids, their childhood is being taken from them. Have you ever thought this, Rich? You have two little ones. I'm right. Their childhood is being taken from them. Going to the movies, going to a store with their parents, sitting on Santa's lap. It's being stolen from them. Socializing, having recess with your friends, learning how to cope with bullies and and to be friends with other people that you, you're friends for life, they're losing all of this. They're losing it. Because these bastards pretend they're following the science when they're not, and they're taking it out on our kids. My God. I'll be right back. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.
Ladies and gentlemen, this final hour of the podcast is sponsored exclusively by AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we care about, faith, family, and freedom. Thank you for listening, and please support AMAC. And you can become a member at amac.us slash join. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, You know, Andrew Cuomo, he received a uh, an enema, I understand. I mean, an Emmy. Uh, and you're aware of the Fouch? Hey, how you doing out there? Yeah. The Fauci. Well, Cuomo and Fauci, uh, well, they were caught on video together. It wasn't a very pretty sight. I want you to keep something in mind as they crack jokes that make each other laugh. Of the charts that they keep showing us on TV. Of how Romney and the other Democrats attacked the President of the United States for his handling of the virus. Which is shocking to me because nobody's handled a virus any better in in world history than this President. They'll all be lining up for a vaccine that he made possible. For therapeutics that he made possible. But you understand. If... Andrew Cuomo had been president rather than Donald Trump. They would have been shoving coronavirus positive patients into every nursing home in this country. You'd have more dead than you could shake a stick at. Anyway, listen to this. Cuomo, Fauci, like Sacco and Vansetti. Cut three, go. I think you have tremendous credibility, not just across the country. Why do Uh, I always feel like I'm listening to... uh, What's that movie with that guy? I forget. Gary Sinise played. Forrest Gump. Why do I always feel like I'm listening to Forrest Gump with this guy? Start at the beginning again, please. Go ahead. I think you have tremendous credibility, not just across the country, uh, but across uh, this state. Now, let me ask you a question. Would you want a guy like this who has blood all over his body parts because of what he did? Being a character witness for you? America's science. I'm America's scientists. Now wear the damn mask. While you're at it, keep your pants on. Go ahead. And I think your voice on saying that the vaccines are safe uh, would be important. See, this, this buffoon who had attacked vaccines, these vaccines, and politicized the whole subject. Now... Now, I, uh, I, I think it's uh, safe now uh, because of Fauci. Fauci, uh, you know, because of you. Your voice, uh, your voice uh, it really means a lot uh, to us. It really does. Uh, you know, Trump, uh, Trump is one. What did Fauci do to get us vaccines? Nothing. He did nothing. But then again. You're talking and listening to a guy, the governor, who got an enema. I mean, an, an, an Emmy. Go ahead. 
Does he sound like he's upset about all that's going on with the... You know, we'll do an ad together. We'll do an ad together. You and me will take the vaccine and convince the American... And a matter of fact, to really convince all the Americans that we should take the vaccine, I'm going to bring in my friend, Al Sharpton. Al Sharpton and you and me, we take the vaccines together. And we take the vaccines together. And then everybody else will take the vaccine too. Go ahead. To, uh, to, you know, put us together. We're like the uh, modern-day uh, De Niro and Pacino. You can be which whenever, whichever you no, want. No, no, it's Sacco Vancetti, you idiot. Although De Niro is a slimeball, isn't he, Mr. Producer? He's a lowlife that keeps going around threatening to beat everybody. He get his ass kicked in two seconds. He takes his roles seriously, you know. Hey, 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 shut up, you idiot. Sit down, old man. Anyway, go ahead. Either De Niro or Pacino. <laughs> Fauci's Fra- laughing. He loves it because Fauci's an egomaniac. He's a media whore. May I say that with all due respect? Yes, I called him media. Anyway, is there a show that the man won't do? The guy's on airport radar and sonograms. You can't get away from this guy. I don't know how he has time to read all the studies and look at all the models and and understand all the stats. He's everywhere. Everywhere. He's in Teen Magazine. Oh, yeah. Man of the Year, according to Time Magazine. Well, there is no Time Magazine. Well, we got a website. Anyway. And by the way, neither of them are wearing masks while this is going on. I wonder what Romney thinks of this. No, not really. Go ahead. Cuomo, I'll give you a friend. Who, who do you want to be, De Niro or Pacino? Which one do you want I to be? I love them both. <laughs> I love them both. I don't want to insult one or the other. So they're me. laughing, having a great... Can you mind if... Imagine if Trump was doing that. Uh, <laughs> you know, I want to be De Niro or Pacino. Pacino was in The Godfather, right, Mr. Producer? Of course. And what did The Godfather do? What did he do? You can be Pacino, I can be De Niro, you be De Niro, I'll be Pacino. Go ahead. The feelings of the other. <laughs> yeah. Who's the politician? <laughs> He's up for another enema, I think, Mr. Producer. I think Fauci's up for an enema, too. And by the way, Jake Tapper looks like he's had an enema. And that's just my opinion. I could be wrong. Bill DeCamio has destroyed New York City. Now, most of you listening to this show, you've not lived in New York City, but I got my start in New York City on radio, on WABC. 
And I would walk through the streets of New York City and our magnificent NYPD and the fire department in New York. All these guys would wave to me and talk to me. Terrific people. It was a safe city. You didn't even worry about it. You never looked over your shoulder. Giuliani and to his credit, Bloomberg, they did a hell of a job running that city. Then you elect this Nicaraguan communist. And look what he does. One term, two terms, the city's turned inside out. It doesn't take long to destroy, ladies and gentlemen. Doesn't take long to destroy our country from one state to another. Look at these fools. Look what they want to do to the whole country. Look what they've done to New York City. Oh, my God, when you really think about it. Look what they've done to Los Angeles when you really think about it. Chicago. These magnificent cities. Look what they've done to us. But I want you to listen to DeCamio. Cut four, go. If we could just circle back to the Staten Island uh, bar owner real fast. There are a lot of people who are looking at what unfolded on Staten Island and wondering what would have happened if the barkeep weren't white. All right, so stop. These reporters are disgusting. There's a lot of people wondering what would happen if he wasn't white. If he wasn't white? Is this reporter white, Mr. Producer? Do we even know? I believe he is white. Hey, what would happen if de Blasio wasn't white? What about that? Anyway, go ahead. He'd been released on his own recognizance and, and with someone who, have, who, who ran over a sheriff and treated in a similar manner. All right, so stop. If, if, if they weren't white, he says. So here you have a reporter who wants this bar owner thrown in prison for a long time. And so he uses race. Hey, you know what? What would happen to this bar owner if, if, he, if he wasn't white? You know, what, what, what would happen to him? What do you think would happen to him? And he knows that'll get a rise out of DeCamio, playing the race card, would. And so here's what DeCamio says. Go ahead. Look, we should always ask. Wait, this guy's name is Nolan, the reporter, Mr. Producer. Nolan? I guarantee you he's a white guy. He's a nerd. Hey, Nolan, not that everybody, everyone here, look at Nolan Ryan. He was a tough dude, but I'm excluding the tough guy. Nolan, you know what Nolan spelled backwards is? Nolan. Anyway, go ahead. Or being f- treated fairly, and if there's equality in the way we enforce our laws, this is such an important topic. In this case, I want to hear from the law enforcement leaders, the NYPD. The now, district- keep in mind, they have this so-called bail reform, which means... In the front door, out the back door. You've had rioters of every race going in the front door, out the back door, committing heinous acts, violent acts. Back on the street. That's called bail reform. That's called mostly peaceful protest. Now, I don't know this, uh, this restaurant owner. I don't know this issue with the police and the driving. And so, honestly, I didn't see it, but I'm commenting generally. We got to get him and throw the book at him. Throw the book at him. He's a small business owner. He's white. Throw the book at him. Be done with him. 
But what about the coronavirus in the prisons and jails? We're letting people out. We're actually letting people out who are violent criminals. Some have, have raped and murdered. Hey, 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 he violated an order. Go ahead. On the decision and why it was made and how it fits with the overall rules of who gets released and who doesn't. But let's be clear. The most important thing is what this guy did. And it was absolutely unacceptable. I'm sure this is a guy who would say he's all in favor of law and order. Uh, Oh, he must be a Republican, you know. A law and order guy, of course. And here I put out my orders and he doesn't listen. Go ahead. He's making a big deal about what's happened with his bar. Well, guess what? Law and order means when the state of New York says your bar needs to be closed, your bar needs to be closed to protect people's health and safety. No excuses. That's it. When the state of New York says close that damn bar, I don't care if you starve to death. I don't care if your children starve to death. I don't care if they're not going to school. I don't care what the hell's going on. You take our orders and you comply with them. Now, on the other hand, if you're a leftist, doesn't matter if you drive over cops. Doesn't none of that matter. Doesn't matter if you harm them. Doesn't matter if you harm your fellow citizen. You can burn down bars. You can burn down bars, but if you open a bar, whoa. Whoa, DeCamio can't have that. As the great Bob Grant would say, and my brothers and sisters in New York City know exactly what I'm talking about, it's sick and getting sicker out there. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stephanie Rule is another fraud. She works for MSLSB. In order to get a paycheck, she has to say some of the damnest things. So she has this reprobate, the governor of New Jersey, on. And I want you to listen to how long she talks in order to create a question. The dim-witted Stephanie Rule. Cut five, go. You know I have to ask you about this party. The New York Young Republicans couldn't hold an event... Wait, 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 wait. Hey, sister. What are you all freaked out about the New York Republican Party having a party? What the hell did you say about the rioters and the marches on the street? You're a complete fraud and hypocrite. I don't give a damn about your social circles or who you hang out with. You're disgusting. Go ahead. 
because the rules wouldn't permit it. But they held a gala here in our state. Now listen to the media supporting the fascism that said, come on, governor, go get them, get them, get them, get them. We don't like them. We don't agree with them. Go get them. You'll never hear me talk like that. Against rioters, yes. But if Democrats are having parties, and God knows they have a lot of marijuana parties, if Democrats are having parties, wife-swapping, doing what they do, I don't really care, and I'm talking about elected Democrats. I'm not involved. What I don't know won't hurt me. They want to sick law enforcement, who they hate, on people having a party, because it's a spreader. It's a spreader, don't you? It's a super spreader. Go ahead. Congressman Matt Gates, who, you know, he attended this party. But here's the thing. Matt Gates doesn't care. He doesn't care that you called him a putz. He doesn't care that you don't want him in New Jersey. He loves this national news. But now those people who broke the rules could be spreading this virus and killing people across. They could be killing people. Unlike Antifa, unlike BLM, unlike the mayor and Schumer who've been in the street without masks, they could be killing people. What an a-hole. May I say that, Mr. Producer? I think I can. It's a letter of the alphabet. Go ahead. You're the one who makes the rules. Do you need to put more restrictions in place and actually punish these people? Listen, do you hear that? You hear this woman? This is a reporter. It's a reporter. You ever see those old westerns where all these guys are going to the jailhouse? You ever see those, Mr. Bidu? They want to drag the guy out of there and, and, and uh, inflict capital punishment on them. This is her. She'd be one of the mob. Get him. Get him over here. You need more restrictions. Punish these people, for God's sakes. Punish them. This is sick. Go ahead. Who've got the same darn rules that New York has? These jerks just You know, these, uh, these jerks, they come into our state of New Jersey, which is just, uh, you know, the most fabulously run state in America, and they come into my state of New Jersey, and what they've done is unfathomable. Unfathomable. It's unbelievable they come in here and they want to have a party. We don't have parties anymore in New Jersey, not here, no. Just riots. But no, no, we don't have parties. We don't have school. We don't have commerce. We don't have anything. Who the hell does this guy think he is here? But we're going to raise taxes anyway. Go ahead. It's under investigation, uh, including the venue, uh, and it's unfathomable. The pictures, nobody's wearing a mask. They're inside. They're on top of each other. It's ridiculous. They're on top of each other. What, are you at a Clinton-Epstein event on his island, you idiot? Isn't this the same governor, Mr. Producer, wasn't wearing a mask and they caught him in a restaurant? Remember this guy? I don't mean Stephanie Rule, if that is her name, or Ruley, whatever the hell it is. I don't remember her. Governor, governor, why don't you throw the book at yourself? Why don't you punish yourself? I mean, you could be a super spreader. My God. The tyranny is unbelievable, isn't it? People should be standing up for free speech. Why don't we send the cops into various CNN studios and headquarters and see who's wearing a mask and who isn't? What do you think of that, Steph? May I call you Steph? I think I will. What do you think of that, Steph? I think that would be terrible. 
Don't you? Just to make sure that all you, all you liberals who are so quick to want to lock up other people, except, of course, rioters and people on the left, make sure you're abiding by the rules. We're going to make sure they apply to you. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead, A-M-A-C dot U-S. This is the show the New York Times is afraid of. Mark Levin. Call him now at 877-381-3811. Jake Tapper uh, had, has a permanently constipated look on his face. I think he got that from a plastic surgeon who was drunk, but nonetheless, there it is. And uh, he likes to lecture us. Jake does. He likes to burp up and regurgitate what his boss, Jeff Motherzucker, whispers in his ear. And so he has surrendered any credibility he has as a professional journalist. Now he's a professional propagandist. Did you see that interview with Joe Biden and him, Mr. Producer? I didn't. But I saw a few clips online. Jake? Well, Jake's really into Biden. May I put it that way to you, Mr. Producer? Oh, yes, yes, he's really into Biden. So excited to have Joe. Because even though Joe used to hang out with segregationists, even though Joe used to make the most blatantly racist and bigoted comments about that jungle out there, you know, an integrated neighborhood, he didn't want his kids to go, that's a jungle. And all the women he uh, molested, I mean, uh, who he sniffed, I mean, whatever he did with them, that Joe, he's Jake Tapper's kind of man. And so here's Jake Tapper yesterday on the Constipated News Network, run by Jeff Motherzucker. Cut eight, go. President Trump has been pushing lies and conspiracy theories. So let's just stop right there. Why is he still talking about President Trump? Why is he still doing this? Because Jake is a sick bastard. He can't help it. But he's not done. Go ahead. President Trump has been pushing lies and conspiracy First theories. First of all, what's it? You know, President Trump pushes lies and conspiracy theories. He really has. Go ahead. For years that have made life more dangerous for all kinds of Americans. What the hell are you talking about, you idiot? And feel free to call in, by the way. I know you listen to this show. What the hell are you talking about? 
these cities, you got murder going on, you got these Democrat progressive so-called mayors slashing their police forces, murder is up by God knows what, double digits in every major city in America, and look how he talks about Trump. This is a sick bastard. That whole network's filled with people like this. Go ahead. He's stoked hate against blacks and Latinos and Muslims and Jews and Asian Americans, against women, against judges. No, against... he ha- no, 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 hasn't. A bigger percentage of blacks voted for Trump than either Bush, than even Reagan. A bigger percentage of Hispanics, the same thing. I don't know, I haven't checked lately on Asian Americans and Muslims. He actually did quite well with women. And yes, there is, that's just Trump. He keeps spreading hate. He keeps spreading hate. They hate Trump. Just, just listen to them. I don't know how they're going to survive this, Mr. Producer. God forbid. How are we going to survive a Joe Biden should he become president? I don't know. National Review will tell us how to do that. But anyway, you see my point? This is like a, a, a sickness. What will CNN do? They could always bring Avenatti back once he gets out of jail. Is he, what's he serving, 20 years? Or, you know, they used to have the porn actress on. I guess they can bring on more porn actresses, right, Jake? Wink, wink, you know what I mean. Or they can bring on others from their, from their long Rolodex of freak shows and, and fools and buffoons. Go ahead. Against Republicans who disagree ah, with shut them. up, you idiot, actually. God, how do people watch this CNN? I don't even know. It's, it's sick. Did you see this debate between Kelly Leffler and the Reverend? I'm trying to remember his name. I don't remember his name. Oh, yeah, Raphael Warnock. You notice how the radical left neo-Marxists run? They do not. They do not want to be tagged with their own words. So they lie. So people, well, that's a nice enough guy. He doesn't sound like a radical to me. You know, my father ran a store, and my father, uh, you know, he, he did. And you know what? We're not, is your father up for election? No. You are. You're a radical left-wing Nut job. You're an anti Semite and you're anti white. Oh, you got all the credentials to run. It's just so weird. And the Democrats keep nominating leftists like this. So let's listen to Cut 11. Go ahead, Mr. Producer. Uh, this is why I think folks have turned off from politics very often. Uh, because people will turn anything into uh, a kind of cynical political argument. Uh, I was preaching that day uh, from a very familiar uh, Matthew text that says you can't serve God and mammon. It was a sermon about uh, a moral foundation for everything that we do, and that when you have everything in order, that actually makes you a better soldier. It also makes you— No, 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 that's not what you said. I went back. And you didn't talk about God and mammon. You talked about God in the military. So he lies through his teeth. So people who don't know better, aren't paying attention, or want to believe what he says, will believe what he says. This guy despises the military, despises law enforcement, honestly, despises the country. 
is a radical. Go ahead. And had Kelly Leffler listened to the sermon rather than trying to make a cheap political point, she would not have used her advantage as a U.S. senator to make So million- why didn't you play some of that sermon so we could all hear it? And then, of course, we would all be immediately assuaged and, and supporters of yours. Poor Raphael Warnock. Everybody keeps taking his comments out of context. His Jew-hating comments, his white-hating comments, his military-hating comments, his capitalism-hating comments. They're just taken out of context, you see. Because his dad was a small business owner. Did you know this? He's taken out of context. Like the other guys running. He inherits tens of millions of dollars. His daddy helps pay for his campaign. Another radical neo-Marxist, a commie. No, 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 you don't understand. You're taking him out of context. And by the way, when this guy, Warnock, was asked if he supports packing the Supreme Court, the American people don't care about this. They only care about the virus. Let me tell you, the American people can walk and chew gum at the same time. It's a simple answer, yes or no. Wouldn't give it. That's a yes. That's a yes. That's a yes. What did I say? That's a yes. Go ahead. The pandemic while playing it down to the people she was supposed to be representing. Lisa, to respond. Oh, go ahead, please. You know, I'm a Christian. I'm a person of deep faith. I don't need a lecture from someone who has used the Bible to not only justify attacking our military. That's not in, the, in Matthew 624. It doesn't say you can't serve the military and God. But he's also used the Bible to justify abortion. I cannot stand by and let Georgians not know who my opponent is, how radical his views are, and how he would fundamentally change our country. He's out of step with Georgia's values. Mm Mm-hmm. No, 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 you don't understand. Abortion's a choice. It's not a human being. It's a choice. It's a choice. And we liberal Democrats support choice, except when it comes to every other aspect of your life. I don't know, but when it comes to it, it's a choice. It's a good way to dismiss the whole thing, right? Here's what I was saying about the Supreme Court, George. I hope you're listening. Here's Warnock. Go. And as I move all across the state, Greg, people aren't asking me uh, about the courts and whether we should expand the courts. No, but he asked you about it, and why can't you answer it? Because you don't want to, because you support creating the Politburo out of the U.S. Supreme Court. I hope the justices are paying attention. Go ahead. Question for people inside the Beltway to discuss. But they're wondering, when in the world are they going to get some COVID-19 relief? They haven't gotten any from California. Well, now we know Nancy Pelosi basically said it. She blocked it. Which we knew at the time she was doing. She blocked it. She denied Americans relief Because she wanted to affect the outcome of the election. Warnock knows it. Pelosi knows it. Fake Tapper knows it. They all know it. And yet they go on like it never happened. Go ahead. In months. And when she had a chance to stand up for ordinary people, she thought $600 was too much. Meanwhile, she was... She didn't think $600 was too much. You remember that, ladies and gentlemen? People were getting unemployment. So this bill increased the amount of unemployment so people weren't going back to take their jobs because they could make more money on unemployment. That's what took place. You remember all that? I remember all that. So does Warnock, but he lies. 
Go ahead. Dumping millions of dollars of stock, profiting from a pandemic. That stock stuff was all investigated, and she was cleared. Now, we're letting criminals out the back door. We're accusing criminals of not being criminals. And here's a woman who was investigated and cleared. And he keeps trying to criminalize her. Isn't that like a misogynist or something to use the left wing's lingo, Mr. Producer? Is Mr. Warnock a misogynist? Oh, I wonder. Is that somewhere, Matthew? I don't know. Go ahead. Who does that? But, but like it will response, impact please. people on the ground. So I am wondering if you can answer the question, do you support expanding the Supreme Court? I, I, I'm really not focused on it. He's not focused on it, folks. Uh, you're going to be a senator? You want to be a senator and you can't focus on that? Unbelievable, isn't it? Listen, I, I, I'm not focused. I'm really busy trying to save America, save everybody. I'm really, really busy fighting the virus. You know, I'm really busy. I don't have an answer to that. You don't have an answer to whether or not you would keep your hands off the Supreme I haven't focused on that. Folks, what is the focus on? Aren't you all busy out there? Yes. Aren't you busy, whether you're a plumber, electrician, a truck driver, Uber driver, taxi driver? Aren't you all busy out there? Yes, we are. Well, is it hard to answer a question, do you favor packing the Supreme Court? I'm busy. I don't want to get the red wires mixed up with the blue ones. That's right. I don't want to screw up my plumbing job. I don't want to get the bricks, you know. The, I, 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 I don't want to drive up a telephone pole. I got to focus. I can't answer the question. He thinks we're stupid. Because the answer is yes. He's going to be a Bernie Sanders vote in his back pocket. So will the other creep. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America, now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. By the way, one of the things in Georgia that's uh, really outrageous is this Secretary of State, this Republic, he entered into a consent decree with Stacey Abrams. And this consent decree changed the signature matching requirements, watered them down, virtually eliminated them in the state of Georgia. This was something Stacey Abrams was pushing for. Now, why would she push for that? You figure it out. 
So the President of the United States has been saying the governor should call the legislature back into session. Under Article 2, the legislature makes these decisions. Not some wimpy-ass, you know, Secretary of State cutting a deal with Stacey Abrams. And he's exactly right, the President. And so the media keeps saying, Trump wants this session to be called by the governor in order to steal the election. In order to change the election results. And over at National Review, so far, the Republicans are standing firm against Trump. It's sick. It's perverse. Well, America, we shall see what the Supreme Court does. Will it uphold the Constitution? Will it draw a line and say states must comply with the Constitution? Or will it lift the lid off once and for all to lawlessness? Will the states play games? They play games where their courts play games where they destroy the Electoral College. We shall see. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. Thank you all. And I'll see you tomorrow. God bless. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. 